Welcome to uh, another fucking edition, man. Oh, what? Nearly didn't do this shit. I am rough. <laughs> oh my god. I just woke up on Monday feeling like shit. Oh, it's fucking. Ugh. So, yeah, obviously, I was not going to work, right? So, I figured I will work from home. Which has now become some crazy motherfucking thing, man. I like. What's so crazy about it all? I'm working for the NHS, right? And we see all these things on the news and everything like that. Oh, yeah, you need to protect your NHS staff and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> oh, no one, no one is talking to me. They are all pissed that I am working from home Because I'm still fucking working This is the thing I'm, You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying not to throw up all the time But I'm still fucking working producing shit for these motherfuckers But yeah I'm being sent to commentary as it were Ugh, Imagine that, that'd be rough <laughs> uh, But yeah no, like I, I messaged my boss in the morning I was just like, listen This has gone down I have to get like A bus, a, ch- a tube and a train So it's crazy for me to come in And spread it to everyone in the office Never re- like Hasn't responded to me any like all my emails I've said she has not responded to me to this point. It is insane. Like no one sending it it's just yeah, it's so fucking weird. So weird. But yo it doesn't surprise you man because the world is going crazy. It's going crazy man. But um yeah let us get into that let's get into that but as D says you know what I mean gotta live that life you know what I mean because fuck what else are we gonna do right ha. okay so something that kind of spins from um yeah people going crazy for not you know when you when you don't come into the office, even though the fucking country is on lockdown, you know what I mean. But um, yeah, like there's there's a load of stuff about uh, 
you know, tube drivers and everyone being really pissed off because the trains are so busy. But the problem with all of this is, right, so they they cut the service. <laughs> There's, I remember going into work the week before last and, yeah, the tube wasn't busy. And especially I'm traveling crazy early in the morning. So, yeah, not very busy, which was all good, right? On Friday, I think it was, last week, I remember getting to the station and it just being ridiculous. It was so busy. And then you realise waiting like 30, 40 minutes for a friggin' underground. Oh, they've cut the service. And listen, cutting the service, yes, I understand. I understand why. You know, drivers, you know, staff... They're real self-isolating, all of that stuff, right? So, yes, that makes sense. I understand the reasoning. But when you have to go into work, right, because your, your office, your workplace isn't like a lot of the others and no, people aren't going, yeah, work from home, it's fine. When you've got the constraint that you have to come in, otherwise you're not getting paid, then it's like, what what else do I do here? Do you know what I mean? Like, what else do I do? I have to come in. And, um, yeah, obviously, I think there's probably some people that really don't. You know what I mean? Don't need to be traveling. But I would probably say that the majority of the people have to. And so, yeah, then you've just got crazy busy fucking, you know, carriages. Now, look, like, this that's not the best, right? But I have to say, one thing that really just ah, bugged me on that last trip on Friday was... Yes, everyone's in the same situation, right? But some people just... Fowers, motherfuckers You know what I mean, just like Yeah, just coughing all over the place Just, just, just it, Not the best hygiene, right Which is just like Ah, oh, god damn it God damn it You know, it just makes Everything just Kind of off key But, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy You know, they're, they're Saying that, um you know, the, the tube should be restricted to only people that have to travel. But then it's just like, but what does that mean? Right? What what does that actually mean? Because when you've kind of made so many different places, like key workers and... You know, like, these businesses are essential. So, if all of these people are essential, how are they getting to work? <laughs> That's the problem here. Like, how else are people getting to work? And with a cut service, you know, 
Like if you staggered things And if you if you were like Okay so These things you know, Open at 11 o'clock Or something like that right So if you just for instance If you said news agents ha- Can't open before 11 That would take Some pressure off right So if, if you staggered workplaces And were just like these, This workplace They open at this time which would then, yeah, that would take a lot of strain and you wouldn't see a, a, as many people, like, crammed crammed on. But, hey, otherwise, you know what I mean? This is what you get. This is what you get, you know? So, like, there's guidance, but it is all a bit wishy-washy in places. So I, I think they just need to be firmer on some shit And that will help That will help a a load But until they do that You know Hey it, Yeah we're gonna get these weird Crazy Situations But that's definitely not the worst Trust me That's not the worst case Of things that have been going down Right So, in a move that was, I think, you know, everyone knew it was coming, but it just took so long for them to pull the trigger and just say it, you know what I mean? Everyone's, like, just dragging their feet, and then, once it, you know, the decision gets made, certain people are acting like, oh, Yes, we we always had every intention of doing this. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Sebco, you bitch. But it is just crazy. But yes, Tokyo um, 2020 has been postponed a year. So no date has been given. But they're saying that it will take place no later than the summer next year. Um... It's still going to be called Tokyo 2020, um, which makes no sense, but I can fully understand why. <laughs> you know, like, people could say whatever the fuck they want to say, right? It, you know, because we want to keep hold of the memory of or whatever, whatever, whatever. But the true reasoning is... So much money has probably been spent on, like, posters, standees, like, just, you know what I mean, just huge graphics with Tokyo 2020. That would have been done by now. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're not leaving that till the last moment because of the scale of the amount of signs and stuff that need to be produced. So there's all of that. There's, you know, there's going to be T-shirts, pins, tracksuits, like hats, everything. So there's now all this stuff with Tokyo 2020 on. And they, yeah, <laughs> I can imagine they they took a look at that warehouse and were just thought, nah, we are not changing the motherfucking name. It's Tokyo 2020. That's what we're keeping it. Yeah, you could have probably even imagined them. They're thinking, 
actually, next year, there's a lot happening in Tokyo. Do you think we should move it to no? <laughs> you know, it was always going to stay in Tokyo. It's always going to stay with that name. Because, yeah, just the cost, the amount of money that would have gone into all of this. Uh, yes, must be crazy. Just even moving it, like moving it, is, is going to be so expensive. But, yeah, that's just what's happening right now. You're, so many things have been moved, right? So many things have been postponed. And, yeah, there's so much money there. But, you know, there's nothing else you can do. So, yeah, you just have to kind of suck it up and be like, all right, fine, fuck it. You know, when we think about all the big organizations, though, that, that sponsor this. And, like, the IOC, they, they bring in money. The IOC bring in money. Like, if they don't have money, it is mainly mismanagement. Because they've had some huge ass sponsorships, right? You know, it's not like they're paying athletes, really. So, yeah, you know, this is just one of those things. But it's it's good they just finally made a fucking decision. That's the main thing. Because this was getting ridiculous. Everyone dragging their feet. Like, oh, yeah, we need to look at... Uh, it's just like, look, everything's getting cancelled, man. Just live with it. You know what I mean? Like, people just need to stop with all the bullshit. Like, the one of the crazy things is, like, now, so you're seeing sporting events getting cancelled and moved, and it's just like, and people trying to act like it's a big shock, and you're like, well, of course, everything else has been. So what, what made anyone think that that was going to stick around? You know, they, they just kind of decided to... Um, Fury Wilder 3 isn't going to be taking place in July. No shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, why are we trying to act like this is a big shock? You know, they're, they're making a decision on Wimbledon. Whether, you know, it gets pushed back or just cancelled this year. Be like, yeah. Of course they are. The fact that some some organisations haven't made these decisions, that's the thing that's baffling. And because it's just like, look, with everything that goes into this thing, right, the training and all of that, there's not enough time, you know? Like, when you have an event that you have to qualify for, how is that going to happen now? Right? So it's just push it back. Just make the decision and push it back because everyone knows this is not happening. <laughs> it's like, yeah, people acting like fucking, oh, what are those motherfucking things that put their head in the sand? I want to say Lima, but that's not right. <laughs> I know that's not right. Um, it's a motherfucking like it's not a hen, 
Z yeah, that's not an expression. Like a hen in the sand. Bruh. Um, os motherfucking ostrich. Boom. Ostrich. Yes. People are acting like that. You Wait, is it an ostrich? Hmm. I don't know. But anyway, you know, right? <laughs> you don't like, yeah, why am I bothering you know? You know what I'm trying to fucking say here? But yeah, people are acting like that. Just deal with the matter, right? Deal with the motherfucking matter. But yes, Olympics postponed. Thank God it was finally done. Now we can move on to the next thing, right? The next fucking crazy bullshit, whatever's happening. I don't know. But yeah. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> so two things that I, I saw which just kind of blow your mind. So in Hitchin, right, there's supposedly an elderly couple walking down the road and three teenagers walk up to this elderly couple and one of them coughs in their face which is just insane right that's just crazy now supposedly Right, another elderly person tried to intervene. It is a, like a, I think it's an elderly woman, right? She tries to intervene. They punch her in the face. She's got a black eye, which is just what? In right, so crazy, right? So. They, I think they arrested the kids, but then released them while they, they look for evidence, you know what I mean? People to back up the stories of what happened. But, yeah, like, what, I mean, what are you actually going to do with this situation? Like, because there's, you know, supposedly there's powers to find people and all of this. But we all know how fines work. Like, if, you know, you, you pretend you don't have ID, right? You don't have ID, then you can give somebody, you can give false information. Give false information. Like, was, I know when I was a kid, right? The whole thing that people used to do, you'd, like, make a deal with someone, right? So you'd be like, all right, if I'm in shit, I'll give your address, and, you know, if you can give mine, blah, blah, blah. So you, you give someone else's address. They've got proof, usually, that they're, they were nowhere in that place. So you then send that proof, and the ticket gets quashed. So... I don't even know can, can they really You know back up All of these frigging claims That they're saying But it's like arresting people Then you've just got You know crowded jails and shit Holding cells Which again It's something that you don't want in these times Right So it's just weird But like So you have these kids coughing in old people's faces. Then, 
uh, somewhere else. I forget. I think it was in Birmingham, right? So there's people had a barbecue. People had a barbecue. Supposedly, twenty people packed into this kind of small ass garden, having a barbecue, which that's kind of crazy, right? What makes it even crazier? There's old people and little kids at this thing. Like two, two pe- two lots of people that are like in danger right now. Yo, I'm going to say danger. It's like they're at risk, right? So the people that are potentially dying are the old and babies. And both groups were at this barbecue. I, it just baffles you. But. But. Right. So this is my thing. Don't break that shit up. Don't break it up. Let it happen. Because these are the genes that we do not want. These are moron people, so let them congregate, let them, but then just keep them all together, right? So you let these motherfuckers congregate, but then you have to cordon them off and they cannot leave this place. So they can die, their genes can then disappear into the ether, and we don't have to worry about these moronic... (laughs) Curing this moronic DNA Infestering The population Any longer Because God damn What the fuck are you thinking Now I can understand Right People get stir crazy People get a little stir crazy And people are just like I want to hang out But It's not been that long, right? It's not been that long. So what are you doing? What are you doing? And if if you do want to hang out with someone, right? So you think, all right, like if it's just two people, okay, fine, whatever. It's not ideal, don't get me wrong, but fine, whatever. But when... It's so many, so many people, and you've got old people there who we have heard uh, numerous times, old people can die from this shit because their immune system is lower, right? It makes sense. So, yeah, but then you have them at this thing too. What is that? You ever like what the fuck is that? It's insane. That's what that is. But yeah, let them all die. That's what I think. Let them all die, and the world will be a better place. World will be a better place. Imagine that, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, and that. Whoo. I really, really want to know who had the idea 
Which one of these motherfuckers had the idea that, hey, let's all sing Imagine, chop it up into a video and post it on social media? Because, you know, that's going to inspire people, right? That's going to brighten up everyone's day. Oh my god That was just the worst Just the worst thing you could ever imagine I mean, obviously, it's not the worst thing you can imagine I can imagine some pretty gnarly motherfucking shit But still All these motherfuckers singing Imagine And let's face it most of them can't sing for shit. Ah, it was just infuriating. So infuriating. Like, you know, some of them you can be like, all right, yeah, of course, of course, Ruffalo was involved. You know what I mean? Like, I like Mark Ruffalo's films, right? He doesn't seem. Like, yeah, he's good. He's a good Hulk. But, god damn it, he can be infuriating. He can be fucking infuriating. I'm just... Like, when you look at all the people involved in this shit... Like, and these people... Like, I, Amy Adams, Kristen Wiig... They seem like cool people. But... Shame on them. Shame on that. Just because you're bored, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Just because you're bored. Like, don't inflict us with this shit. You know, like, it's just the worst. And, you know, if it's like, oh, what did this fucking idiot write here? The sooner we all stay home and keep ourselves from catching this very contagious virus, the sooner we can go back to our lives without losing lives. Which is fine. It's fine. But you don't need, like, all these fucking actors and actresses coming out and say, like, it, what you, you really think... The, you said it, right? Oh, because you played fucking Wonder Woman. Because you're Hulk. Because, like, I don't give a fuck. Do you, like, if, if, that's not gonna stop me doing something. I'm not gonna be, like, lacing up my shoes, just about to go out, and suddenly someone sends you that video, and you're like, oh, what's this? Oh, Gal Gadot is telling me to say, you know what, I was just about to go out, but nah, fucking Wonder Woman told me to stay at home, I'm gonna stay at home, people, shut the fuck up, just, like, ugh, it's the worst, it's, it's like some terrible shit, it, it, it always baffles me, that you know, you have these fucking idiots, and they think, you know, they, they can put out a message, and it's, it's, but, and you're touching people's lives, you ain't touching shit, 
Like, if you want to make, if you really want to do something, right? If you really want to do something, like, I don't know, give some fucking money to a charity, right? Open up a, a food kitchen, you know, like, feed people that don't have food. Like, you know. Give people some of your fucking toilet paper supplies. Like, just do something that actually impacts. Right? That. That would mean something. But singing on fucking social media does nothing. And, you know, let's be, you know, let's, let's speak truth here. It's a shit song. Imagine is a Bullshit song Yeah And what? I said it it's a, it's a shit song It's not doing anything It's not changing lives It's not enlightening anyone It's just uh, making people Want to go kill people That's all it's doing So well done You probably got people killed With your bullshit Actually, that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Let's fin the herd. Fuck it. Sing some more, motherfuckers. Sing some more. Ugh. Anyway, let's let's get off of this fucking bullshit. And let's go to something else. But trust me, it isn't any more sane. <laughs> Because if you tuned into Netflix this week, hey, you would have possibly have watched one of the craziest motherfucking shows. God damn it. And just saying that, people probably know what the fuck I am talking about. So, uh, yeah, let's get into that. Okay, so this week, I. Man. I I I I checked out Tiger King. And if you don't know what Tiger King is, people, you need to get on Netflix and check that shit out right away. It is just insane. It's insane. It's a um it's a limited series documentary, right, it's seven episodes, they're around, uh, like, 42, 45 minutes an episode, okay, and it's from filmmakers Eric Good and Rebecca Chalkin, now, it deals with, um, yeah, the Tiger King, Joe Exotic, (laughs) yeah, um, now, yeah, obviously that that's not his his real name, um, but yeah, he goes by Joe Exotic. Like the gist of it is this, right? So it's a true crime documentary on Joe Exotic, an Oklahoma polygamist, country singer, and a gun toter who houses a horde of lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my, in his roadside zoo and is accused of planning the killing of a local animal rights activist, uh, 
Carol Baskin. Yeah. But that's not all, people. That is definitely not all. There is so much to this. It's it's kind of crazy, right? There is, like, because we're introduced to it. And, you know, you first meet Joe. And you're thinking, oh, this guy is... Um, you know, like he's an animal lover. He he you know he's a little eccentric, yeah. But his heart's in the right place. That's kind of our our first kind of introductions to um to Joe. Right? So you're kind of looking at him, you know, that he's not completely bad. The more you find out, it's it's crazy. It is so bizarre. It, it, it's the it's the craziest thing in the world, right? Um, and it's all true. <laughs> that that's the thing that is is baffling because like more stuff comes out, and you're just like. Wait, that cannot be true. Like we're introduced to all these different characters, and you're just thinking they that they're fake. That's fake. But no, like all of it, it it is so, it's so bizarre. So um yeah, like his real name is Joseph Allen Shrisburg um Shril Shrisburg. Bovgel. But then he changed his name to Joe Maldonado Paseg. Which I'm not quite I'm never quite sure why. But yeah, then he goes by the name Tiger King. And um Yeah, it's well I guess because mm, like he's taken well it's the weird because he's taken he's Husband's names But Yeah It's it's like he kept Some I, And you're just like wait why do you keep I don't understand how you've Kept the guys yeah it, It's just It's a very weird <laughs> It's a very weird situation It really is um, So yeah it, It's basically so he's He's running this Kind of private zoo And So that's how we meet him And and then you find out he's got this rivalry Well it's not a rivalry So it's another lady Who is I think she's kind of close to Where where his place is um, Called Carol Baskin Who's Now she claims to be an Animal advocate Right It's all a bit squirrely Now she Is insane too So like everyone we meet They're kind of insane And um Yeah she is very much insane Like um (laughs) She's just like uh, Yeah so I go to court Um you, you know to try and get these Bills put through and to stop Like 
um, exotic animal breeding and everything like that. And she's like, I go dressed in animal print. And, like, she's just wearing animal print all the time. But she's like, yeah, if I go into the court dressed in animal print, they remember me and they will take me more seriously. And it's just like, no, they won't take you more seriously. They just think you're loopy as hell. But it's just... (laughs) So, yeah, you, you get that situation... Um, and then we're introduced to other people who Joe, Joe kind of has, has met, and he, he kind of deals with, um, one being, um, Doc Antel, who, oh, it's just... Crazy. So Doc, he owns another like a, a a big kind of cat zoo. Um, and his zoo is is run by women. Like all all the people that kind of help out on his zoo are women, and it seems that he is sleeping with them all. They're all kind of like he's harem, which is crazy. It, 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 yeah, it, it's the most bizarre thing. <laughs> he's got a soul patch, like this just long, it's just, oh, it's like you, you, you look at this and you're just thinking, wait, but. Huh? <laughs> like, huh? What is happening here? I don't understand it. Like, nothing, nothing that you're seeing makes any sorts of sense. So, yeah, that, oh, that's another thing. So, so Doc's Park Zoo Sanctuary, whatever you want to call it, it's run by this harem. Joe, on the other hand... He's taken the approach of employing, like, ex-convicts. So, um, yeah. So, he's he's employing ex-convicts, people that are down on their luck with nothing else. Um, and, ev- and, oh, and Carol, hers is run by volunteers. So they've all taken different approaches to how they're running and staffing their parks, zoos, whatever. Uh, but none of them, like when you look at all of them, it's all manipulation. You know, so Joe, by using like these ex-cons, you know, who, yeah, you've come out of prison, it's like everyone's, you know, this whole thing of yeah, you know, once you've done your time, you can now get back into the into the world and find employment. No, like I think everyone realizes that you know, having uh, you know prison on your record, it makes it difficult. So Joe is giving these people work, right? So he's giving them work. He's paying them. Giving them somewhere to stay. Knowing that, right, 
it's going to be difficult for them just to leave, right? Because what else have they got? They've got a criminal record. It's going to be difficult for them to find a better situation. So, you know, at first, you it sounds like, yeah, he's doing this great thing. But as time goes on, you it's, it's never really made completely clear if it's true. But it's alluded to that, you know, they're not paid very well. Right, that where they're living isn't the best. It's not the best facilities, you know, like broken down shit, you know, it, yeah, just not great. And to supplement, and so they can eat, they take food from, um, it, it's kind of like. Um, supermarkets at the end of, So they have all their Meat That you know they can't sell It might be out of date You know um, And they give it to Joe Or he might pay A small amount for it I'm not, I'm not quite sure But this meat Helps him feed all these animals Right So before he takes the meat And gives it to the animals Supposedly He um, lets the staff Have first crack at it Which Yeah It's all kind of like Oh dear You know what I mean None of it sounds great right So that's Joe's situation Now obviously Doc he's got his harem and, um, yeah, so, you know, they're, like, so one of the, a girl that used to be a part of it, who's now broken away, she's kind of telling us, uh, you know, she gives us, like, recounts on what the situation is, and, you know, how, like, it's like, you're, um, you understand that to get anywhere there, if you're one of Doc's, you know, harem, that then you get a better situation, you know, better money, better prospects, better, you know, so ev- everything's like that, um, you know, you're kind of, ex- he will pick out your clothes, you're expected to have a certain breast size, like, you know, she's saying that uh, she was, um, yeah, given breast surgery, like, and it wasn't her decision, but, you know, she just found herself in this thing, and then it just happened, and, like, all of this, so, you know, that's all kind of weird, and it's just like, yeah, you're not kind of locked in, but where do you go, like, you don't know anyone to be able to leave, it's one of those, and then Carol, like, she's got volunteers, and she gives the volunteer they they all have different colored t-shirts to depict how long they've been volunteering there and like a lot of them would be like oh yeah so i work you know the amount of hours they're saying they're working is just like wait what what and they're just like oh yeah if you're new if like you don't really talk to her It's only if you've been there For like four or five years That she then 
really pays you any attention. So you have all these weird people trying to get in with her. So they're giving their time. And she's talking and saying how much, like, she's getting these big checks from Facebook. From, like, you know, the advertising and everything like that. So she's getting money from them, money from the volunteering. But not paying anyone, not paying any of the staff. So she's got all this money. Like, you see how she's living. But, yeah, not paying anyone. It's bananas. So all of these people have these just insane situations. And they're all just shysty motherfuckers. So, yeah, there's that side of things. Um... But then as as the story goes on, you know, like, different things kind of are thrown at you every episode. And you're just like, wait, how is there more? What is happening? So uh, at one point, we're um, kind of given this story plot that um, Carol killed her first husband. That's the the suspicion. You know, she was married to this millionaire, and he one day went missing. Just went missing. And so, like, his first wife and children, you know, we hear from them. His business partners, his attorney... And everyone, like, she's saying, oh, yeah, he, you know, he was a bit depressed and blah, 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 and, you know, and everyone's just like, no, he wasn't depressed, he wasn't, like, she's like, oh, yeah, we we kind of feel that he, um, you know, he was losing his memory and everything like that, and one of our volunteers came up to me and said, oh, I think he might have Alzheimer's, which is just like, yeah, because, you know, People just will pick that up, non-doctors, oh, that's definitely, you know, so it's all of this, but no one else, no one else that, like, knew him and worked with him and all of that were just like, no, that's not true. So we have all these weird kind of things, and supposedly... One of his business partners was, like, power of attorney, but then... Carol, like, turns up with this new will Where she is And and so it's all very shysty So you've got that now That's now a story, Fred Right? Um, Joe He he marries two guys at the same time (laughs) Which is like, what? Two guys he marries Um and both of the guys are supposedly straight, but they marry Joe. And, and so we're seeing all of this stuff happen, and it's just spiraling out of control, which is insane. Like, he goes into this war with Carol, goes into this war. And they're sniping at each other over social media and just all different things like that. Both kind of picketing each other's businesses. It's it's crazy. The, the thing that really just kind of sets this whole story on the downward spiral 
is is Joe does this like takes out this kind of um campaign uses these images that are kind of backwardly copyrighted instead of just stopping he continues she sues him instead of stopping he countersues and then just it spirals and spirals and spirals and you just kind of think if it was just stopped at the very beginning probably wouldn't have got like this but because of all of that because of the court cases like she sues his mum which you're just kind of like it shows what kind of person she is when like things like that happen but you think like okay you could understand right if, if she's just like suing him and that kind of thing but then when she's suing his mum it's a bit like what are you doing like what are you doing um but yeah joe he's trying a lot of different ways to uh kind of mitigate expenses on him so he he changes the ownership of the zoo a lot so at one point he he he's um one of his husbands has ownership he's the manager then to kind of slow everything down he brings in this other guy and that adds another level of complexity to this whole crazy ass situation you know which is so bizarre so bizarre so um yeah he um he brings in a um a guy called um Jeff Lowe. So he brings in this guy called Jeff Lowe who's I think he he owns a few cats himself but nothing on the scale of Joe. So he but this guy's meant to be a, a like filthy rich. Filthy rich. So he brings him in and he signs the zoo over to him. So then Carol has to restart all the court cases because she's now having, would have to be suing Jeff, right? Which is just like, wait, what? You're, you're giving ownership of this thing to someone you don't know. You don't really know. And obviously, people, you can guess how that all goes. But it's it's just this insane situation. And like it it comes to this weird climax with Joe supposedly taking a hit out on Carol. The bizarre nature of all of this is that the evidence is so bizarre. It's so it, it, like it's so bizarre. The evidence that is against him taking out this hit, because supposedly he take he uses one of Jeff Lowe's like friends. One of Jeff Lowe's friends supposedly Joe hires to kill Carol. 
earlier in this whole thing, in episodes earlier, we kind of is established that this guy, um, Alan, hates Joe. They do not like each other. They're at loggerheads. Because Jeff, now he's got ownership of the zoo, he bring, he's bringing in his own people. Right, so he brings in this Alan guy to help kind of manage the zoo. So, um, yeah, they hate each other. Joe has fallen out with Jeff. It's it's all gone crazy. Like they brought in this other guy to help out, um, and and he was like running a. A pizzeria at the place for a moment uh, You know, because he had money And yeah, it's all this kind of Weird, crazy, just Insane situations But um, yeah, so he he brings in um, So yeah, there's this guy, James Um uh, what's his name? Begins with a G. Hmm. God damn it. There's just so many people. Uh, Gariston. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're all kind of mixed up together. Um, and, like, they're all crooked. And, and everyone knows they're all crooked. Like, the police, they've all got police records for all manner of shady bullshit, right? But these are the, this is the evidence. These people are saying that, yeah, Joe told us that he's going to do all of this. And, oh, yeah, Joe told me that, oh, yeah, and Joe paid Alan to, and you're just like, wait. How is that evidence? These people hate Joe. Like, these people have their own cases against them, so they're using this to try and get out of other shit. But that's the evidence. And you're just, you're watching this and you're scratching your head like, wait, what? How? Huh? And... The other crazy thing is, there's footage of them telling completely different stories. Completely different stories. Like, oh, I've never been to Florida and stuff like that. But then they're in court going, yes, so I went to Florida and I... And you're just like, wait, none of this makes any sense. So, yeah, it's... Babaffling So crazy Just in batshit insane and, and if that's not the craziest thing So yeah, Joe's in prison He's facing these charges Like people are then siding with Je- This other guy who we, we kind of see um, oh, I think it's Tim Craig Or something like that He makes a deal with Jeff to build another zoo. They fall out. And and so, like, because these people, it's just like, one minute they're friends with Joe. Then they're turning on Joe. 
siding with Jeff. Then they falling out with Jeff. And you're just like, wait, what is happening? This is so crazy. So crazy. And on top of all of this, on top of all of this, you've got, we see Joe marry these two dudes. One of them leaves him. One of them dies. And then two months later, two months later, he's hooked up with another dude who he then proposes to and marries. Two months later, it's so crazy. And all of these guys are like super young. Things super young, but it is it seems it's so insane. This whole thing is so there's so much manipulation, shadiness, it's baffling. Baffling, and everyone who like you, you, you're having to you know, they're, they're talking to like newscasters and other people like that, they're all like. Yeah, this doesn't add up. Like, none of this adds up. Like, how is Jeffrey? How is no one investigating Carol? Like, everyone is a bit miffed. Right? And no one believes that Joe did a lot of the shit that is is just oh super crazy. So and trust me, people. There is so much more insane shit that I haven't even mentioned. So much more. That you just watch this and you're scratching your head. You're like shouting at the TV. It, it, it's yeah, that's super baffling. Super baffling. But it's going to blow your mind. It is truly going to blow your mind. And when it ends... There is just so many, so many questions. We have so many questions. It's, (laughs) I mean, you could make a follow-up documentary. You could definitely make a follow-up documentary because, you know, it, it kind of mentions what's to come, but we don't see any of it. We don't see any of, like, this fallout. So, <laughs> they, they, they should cover all of that. They, they should. And I think this only got kind of dealt with in January this year. So, yeah, I, I, I'm sure by the end of this year, there's a whole heap of new stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I imagine you could make Tiger King too. <laughs> Definitely. But people, yeah, you need to watch this. It's just probably the craziest thing that you will possibly watch this year. It, it's, yeah, yeah, just go check it out. Tiger King, it's on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> just just be prepared for just a, a complete level of insaneness. Okay, so this week, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've decided to finally listen to My Sister, the Serial Killer by Oyenkan Braithwaite. Um, and it was read by Warechu Opeye. Uh, yeah, so it was a fun little book. Um, so the gist is this. Femi makes free, you know, free, and they label you a serial killer. Karede is bitter. How could she not be? Her sister Aola is many things. The favorite child, the beautiful one, possibly sociopathic. And now Oyela's third boyfriend in a row is dead. Karedi's practicality is the sister's saving grace. She knows the best solutions for cleaning blood. The trunk of her car is big enough for a body. And she keeps Iola from posting pictures of her dinner on Instagram when she should be mourning her missing boyfriend. Not that she gets any credit. A kind, handsome doctor... At the hospital where Karede works is the bright spot of her life. She dreams of the day when he will realise they're perfect for each other. But one day Ayola shows up to the hospital uninvited and he takes notice. When he asks Karede for Ayola's phone number, she must reckon with what her sister has become and what she will do about it. Sharp as nails and full of deadpan wit. Braithwaite's you know, writing is deliciously deadly as a debut. And it's fun as it is frightening. And I have to say, yeah, this is very short. It's very true. Now, this is a real short story. It's like it's, I think it's four and a half hours. So, yeah, it, it's short. But. Like it works, hearing. I I think the a story like this it it could have just got bogged down in a lot of different things, but because it's only a a short story, it's very concise, and there's there's no real flab to it. You know, it it's just it's interesting. It's and I think also the fact with it. Being sure, you just explore a few kind of threads, right? And that keeps that keeps you wondering. You know, it keeps everything a little bit, you know, edgy, a little bit suspenseful, because you don't really know why, right? You don't really know. Why Iola is doing this crazy shit and, uh, you know, As the story goes on There is a kind of um, Indication When it started But Other than that Like 
we don't fully know you know, really what keeps it going. You know, and what her real thoughts about it are. You know, there's a few, like, there's an odd moment of a, oh, yeah, this happened. But then suddenly it's just, eh, you know, on to the next. So, yeah, it's, it's like you don't really understand the rhyme or reason of it. But that's fine. Um, and the book really, it doesn't seem to be as much about the killing as it is about the relationship of the sisters. You know, I think there's a telling point when um, Karedi is, is talking and she says how she first realized that her sister was far more attractive than her. You know, but she's saying at school, you know, she was always perceived as, you know, not really fitting in. You know, not being that liked, none of the guys liked her. You know, it, no, no one wanted to date her. You know, she's getting picked on. And it's just a bit rough, right? And so she was just like, okay, so I was ready for my younger sister to come. I'm, you know what I mean? I was going to... I was going to make sure that she doesn't have to put up with the same shit. And when she's feeling down after a shit first day, I'd console her and we'd be us against the world. But then, then she realized that no, everyone just gravitated towards her. And even one of the older boys asks her out on the first day. Which never happens. And that. That was a real kind of like. Oh. Yeah. That made you think right. Because you're reading the book. And and I think a big part of it is. That kind of. Is it jealousy? Like, what is there? What's the thing? Because, yeah, she she's definitely frustrated. And so it's kind of guised in the... I'm having to help her clean up all these bodies. Like, what's going on? Like, but you can kind of see that there's more to it. You know, there's more of a frustration. There's more of an angst going on. And, um, yeah, that, it, it works so well. But so, and, and there's this moment um, towards the end where a decision has to be made, right? She has to kind of go, okay, this is the direction I'm going to go in. I mean, it was partly her own fault. Karedi <laughs> kind of brings it on herself. There's there's two things where she does. She probably talks too much. There's two moments where she talks too much. One, you can understand because for all sense and purposes, it it should have been fine, right? But. Miracles do happen, it would seem. So that 
that you can understand, right? The second time, she, she, you know, she does it, but that time it's clearly, it's clearly through bitterness. But the crazy thing is, like, I, I, I she, you know, I mean, she's doing all this crazy shit, but you can see that it's like, although the book kind of. It kind of puts it that Karedi is the more intelligent sister. She's the the one that kind of gets everything, right? And Iola's just kind of flitting through on her looks. But you kind of feel, okay, I think Iola might have a better understanding of reality than Karedi. Because, you know, she kind of tells her that, hey, you know, Guys, like this certain guy, he's only really into superficiality. He's not looking for anything more than that, right? And yeah, Cody clearly doesn't want to believe it. Doesn't want to believe it. But and then even when it's clear, you know the evidence is there. She still doesn't want to believe it. But this then, yeah, causes her to do something silly. But we get that moment towards the end where the decision is made. And so it's just like, ah, okay, interesting. But what next? (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you doing? So, yeah, this book isn't as much about the killing, but more about the relationship between the sisters and coming to terms with everything about that, which is, yeah, that's good. That's good. And it makes a story, I think, more interesting than it would have been if it's just about, um, yeah, the psychopathic sister. But then, yeah, you do wonder about, <laughs> like, the end and and the, the resignation to a thing. Well, to two things, right? But, um, yeah, I would, yeah, recommend it. It's, it's a fun little book. It's a nice little read. Um, it'd be interesting to see what Brave Rate does next, right? So, uh, you know... Go, um, as I said, look, I did the audio book and it's, um, yeah, good, real good narration and everything like that. So I would recommend that. Uh, so go grab it on Audible. My sister, the serial killer. Okay, people. So, yeah, we're drawing to the close of another episode um and just a bit of news before we bust so yeah with everything happening you know the world on lockdown a lot of places are um you know providing free content right so you've got a load of different exercise classes and stuff like that going online um 
and other places like Amazon. So they've made a load of um, children's shows free. So you don't need Prime. The only thing you need is an Amazon account, you know, which doesn't cost. So yeah, if you don't have Prime, but you want to keep kids occupied, um, because I think they've got a lot of educational shows, as, you know, just as well as crazy other stuff, right? So um, yeah, you can set up your account, and um, yeah, would be able to watch things like I don't know, just add magic. Pete the cat If you give a mouse a If you give a mouse a cookie What the fuck is that? That's some crazy ass shit You don't want to give a mouse a cookie Then it's going to breed And you're going to have loads of mice in your freaking house That sounds insane But uh Yeah, that's probably not the point There's a load of shit So um, yeah, that's pretty decent, right? Uh CBS are giving people a free month of CBS All Access. So if you haven't watched Picard, that's pretty good. But it's only open to fucking people in America. And that kind of sucks, right? Because if you're not in the States, what the fuck? You ever even, like, put the shit on fucking YouTube or something, man? You know what I mean? I don't know. But, um, yeah, so... I think Patrick Stewart supposedly has the link on his Twitter and Instagram. But I believe all you have to do is enter the code GIFT when you're signing up. And I believe it's in capital. So, GIFT, G-I-F-T... And you get yourself some free CBS Which, you know, meh Fuck it, why not, right? Ah, it's something Um, and some actual news news So, um, Michael Bean Bean? B-I-E-H-N? I think that's how you pronounce it He has joined the cast of The Mandalorian Season 2 So, uh, yeah He's going to be joining Pedro Pascal Rosario Dawson Carl Withers Gina Carano Which is all golden, man Hey, Disney Plus is now in the UK But they have not released every episode of The Fucking Mandalorian they're gonna drip feed it There's only two episodes Up there f- for free right now And yeah So it's gonna be an episode a week Motherfuckers man That's some bullshit But fuck it, I don't know, whatever Um, And also So I think it was at the, towards the end of last year It was revealed that Netflix Were gonna turn Mark Miller's Prodigy Um it got a straight to series order So it's going to be a six part series Right um, So there's that um, But now It's got writers So so uh, Matthew Firpo And Ryan Firpo I don't know if, that, if that's right F-I-R-P-O Firpo hmm. But um, yeah They are now attached to write this series for Netflix So 
they're the current scribes of the Eternals for Marvel. Um, and they're writing a, a film, Ruin, which will star Margaret Robbie. So, but this story, Prodigy, it follows Edison Crane, right? Um, at, who is the smartest man in the world? So advanced is Crane's mind that it allows him to operate at a superhuman level with a computer like memory, incredible observation powers, and masterly mastery, even over a stagging array of subjects. Additionally, Crane is a peak human athlete and has a savvy business sense. All these advantages have allowed Crane to become one of the richest men in the world. But now a major problem for him is boredom. To battle that, he takes on the assignments from world governments to solve problems that no one else can. I mean... You know, Miller does write some interesting fun shit. So I'm you know, I'll give it a try. But I don't know, man. Dude has too much going. He's kind of that Superman issue. You know what I mean? Like, how do you like it's, it's, I never believed that Lex Luthor could beat him. Because it's just like he's got all this shit. So ugh. But anyway, um, no word on when that's gonna hit because, yeah, everywhere's in lockdown right now. But uh, you know, there you go, people. But I'm gonna go, um, gonna try and fix my eye that is swollen like a motherfucker, uh, and just try. I can't sleep. Jesus Christ, I'm getting two hours sleep, which is not great. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully I'll be back next week. Um, otherwise I'm dead But uh, probably not <laughs> And if so Fuck it Who cares right But uh, people I will probably see you next week um, Yeah we'll see what happens Alright Peace